make an impact on your interactive marketing through performance, advertising, community outreach, and technology. Be captivated by the people who are leading the wave of change in the online marketplace. This is who AdTech is. AdTech Connect, your weekly radio show. Get behind the scenes with industry giants. Be privy to the insider track. Witness the newest technologies. Make sure you're in the scene each week with AdTech Connect. You're connected now with your host. Welcome to AdTech Connect. This is Susan Bratton. I'm your host for the day, and I am sitting in the exhibit hall of AdTech live on Big Peewee Sofa Furniture with Sean Gold, the Senior Vice President of Marketing for MySpace. Hey, Sean. Hey, Susan. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks for, for coming. Me. And uh, you just you just got here. You just landed. What You said you've been in three cities in three days. Where have you been? I was down visiting the fine people at Coca-Cola in Atlanta just yesterday. All right. Explaining the virtues of social networking. Good. And many of them were in the MySpace. They were members of MySpace and experienced it themselves. Okay. They were one of the chief marketing officers. Was a little, said he uh, he joined MySpace in you know in preparation for the meeting, and this guy automatically became his friend, and he was a little like a little weirded out by it. And we're like, oh, that's Tom. He's everybody's friend. Aha, uh-huh. he's your fully loaded, front-loaded yeah. friend. You automatically get Tom when you join MySpace. Got it. Got it. So you have a big job right now. I know that MySpace is just the darling of the press. There's a lot of activity around it, and you're the guy who runs marketing, so you've got to handle that. You know, it's, it's great to have all that attention, but how are you holding up? Uh, I wouldn't say... But my friends are like, so are you enjoying it? And like, joy is not the first thing that comes to mind. I'd say intrigue is definitely part of it. Right. But there's no time to really relax and have joy when there's like 200 articles a day being written about the company of various, various reasons. And when those articles are written, the thing that's the thing that's sapping your energy is that you have to respond to a lot of reporters. You have to make a lot of connections. You're very much you and your executives are wanted, and the attention of them is wanted by so many people. Is that the thing that you have to balance? That's part of it. And the other part is that you know it's one of the fastest growing companies in the history of the internet. We're at 74 million people, and 230,000 new people are joining every day. And I have to repeat day because every time I say 230,000 a day, I'm quoted like 230,000 a month, 230,000. People just can't even grasp that concept of $230,000 a day. And especially the, you know, the software programmers and network engineers have an even harder. And especially since we're on a Microsoft platform, then like, how are you doing that? So, so that, that just the, with 200, you know, inquiries a day from press, we also have to manage and grow this, you know this business, so mm-hmm. that takes a lot of time away from, you know, from actually growing the business and figuring it out. How many people are working at MySpace? We have about three hundred people, and about a third of them, a hundred, are in customer service. Right. I know that's a big issue for you. Right. I want to go back to your customers, the end users, the MySpace users. You said you have 74 million registered users. Is that a cumulative number? Are they all active or on a monthly basis? How many people are They're active? pretty active. Like about um, when we had, I haven't looked at the, the third party stats. We're growing really fast. So the February stats where we had 50 million users and Nielsen Net Rating said we had 35 million that were active on the site. So, you know, I'll take 35 million out of 50. You know, I'll take, you know, 50 million out of 75 we have each day about 
anywhere between 16 and 20 million people log into the site and use it. And we get probably about 70 million total logins on a day. So people are coming back. And that is not even counting all the people who just go to the site who are not members, who are just on the servers looking at you know, any you know, content. Because you can check out pages without, without being a member. Yeah, viewers, not members. Right. Now, of, of all of those users, how are you current? What are the, what's the business model of MySpace? How do you monetize all of those people? Advertising is a business model, and there's probably like 60 billion you know, ad impressions per day. I mean, sorry, per month. 60 billion ad impressions per month. Um, but as the site grows, we'll continue to offer value-added services to the user base that, you know, that increase revenue that are not advertising-based but more service-based. How big can this baby get? Hard to say. I mean, uh, we're growing internationally now, so and we're going into China. So, I mean, it's really kind of limitless. If you asked anyone at MySpace if we would be 74 million people two years ago, I don't think they would have they they would have guessed that we'd be in the situation we're in here now. And the, I, I, we throw a lot of, around a lot of numbers, and we're really actually conservative in our numbers. I mean, it's not you know most people when you ask them. They sort of round up, you know, to the, uh, uh, you know, to the highest number they can think of. But, you know, we're, we were projecting 72 million people by April. I mean, not by April, by June. And, uh, you know, we're there today. And we're projecting, you know, we're projecting 100 million by the end of the year. And we're going to probably shatter that in, you know, 60 days. So one of the biggest jobs at MySpace is to figure out how to monetize. You said you're going to be building out some services. Is there a person whose job it is to figure that out? Yeah, there's a couple people in a couple different verticals, and you know, certainly starting with the CEO of the company. Um, you know, MySpace was profitable really like in its second month in, in uh, operation. It's, you know, if you look at our Yahoo, we're number two behind Yahoo and really closing in fast in, in content consumption defined as page views. Yahoo has probably 10,000 employees and we have, you know, as I said, 300 employees. So our overhead is not even close to what they have. So it's a lot easier for us to gain profitability and, you know, be a profitable business, you know, the way we operate and with all the efficiencies of the business. We have about a minute left, and I really think that MySpace is interesting, but I think Sean Gold is just as interesting. Oh. And I, I want you to tell our listeners about a couple of your previous jobs leading up to MySpace. You have an unbelievably enviable position as an SVP at such a fabulously growing company. You've got you know anything you can think of, you can probably accomplish. But give us your trajectory to get to this role today. Yeah, it's definitely not an accident how I got here. Um, the you know I started off 13 years ago in the web business or in interactive marketing where you could listen to creating this application to listen to music on the telephone, making the print ad into a decision-making medium was the idea, and then um, for music, and then started one of the first online zines, and then um, did ad strategy for big American brands like Hot Wheels and Butterfinger and Cocoa Puffs. Um, and then got into e-commerce, uh, doing e-commerce for the Olympics and NBC and uh, South Park and a lot of big entertainment brands. And then a company called Universe, which eventually became Intermix, which eventually 
sort of incubated MySpace. I was president of that company. Uh, I resigned from that company after we had a good profitable run and created a book, created this institute to promote wellness through laughter, took two years off and had a book, created three books, The Guide to Laughing at Life, the guide to, I mean The Guide to Laughing at Love, The Guide to Laughing at Sex, The Guide to Laughing at Family. My wife gave me like two years to make X amount of money selling books. I didn't actually hit that number. So I had to get back to work. She was like, I need you to make seven figures, work part-time, be your own boss. So started a blog company with Jason Calacanis. And in 18 months, we sold it to AOL, which sort of freed me up to work with the MySpace guys. And I, I could easily be paying MySpace to do this job. It's such a fascinating job. Well, since you're the author of three books about laughter, can you think of a little pun, a little pun of some kind that you'd like to leave our audience with today? Uh, well, Guide to Laughing at Sex, Guide to Laughing at Family. I have a kid, and I have the Guide to Laughing at Family. So one thing I've realized that is that after you have children, you find entirely new ways to bore other people. <laughs> so I've been trying to avoid that. And you have a new baby on the way, right? I have a new baby on the way. You have yes. a son, Jackson, and he's son, what three now? Right. He's three. Yeah, okay. I kind of look at at uh, children as as really like brand extensions as a marketer. <laughs> I mean, they really are. You have to set them up to sort of develop that brand. So in naming them, I was thinking about the brands. The first kid, Jackson Gold. I was thinking I need him. I was kind of positioning him more like the golden retriever. You know, like. Could be a rock star or a sports star. And then the second one, uh, I was going for more the artsy intellectual. And, he, and it's a boy. I'm going to call him August Gold. August Gold. Wow. Yeah. Yes, definitely artsy. Yeah, I love tortured it. artist. You know, I never had a second child, but my first child also has a golden retriever name. What, yeah, my daughter's name is Taylor. So you're in a park and you're yelling, Jackson, Taylor, Hunter, Connor. You don't know if you're going to get a kid. You don't know if you're going to get a dog, <laughs> right? right? Exactly. <laughs> so we have that. So I would have had to have an artsy name for my second child. <laughs> Sean, thank you so much for being on the show today. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. We could go for hours, so I hope you'll come back. Thank you, and thank you for curating ad tech. It's really great. Uh, it's my pleasure. It's a blast. All right, we're going to have an, our next speaker up. We'll take a little break, and we'll be right back. Sit tight and don't move. AdTech Connect. We'll be right back. Now is the time. DoubleClick.com. Profiting in the digital advertising industry is just a click away with DoubleClick Digital Advertising Solutions. DoubleClick.com. Now, discover how top global agencies, brands, Fortune 500 companies, and U.S. and European sites collaborate seamlessly and successfully. DoubleClick.com. Now, you can profit from their digital marketing investments. With DoubleClick. Empowering clients since 1996. Head over to DoubleClick.com. DoubleClick.com. And experience the difference. DoubleClick.com. 
Raising your ad inventory profits to the next level today is as simple as xy7.com, the only affiliate network giving you top payouts daily. Plus, you'll enjoy over 100 fresh high-converting offers, your own xy7.com debit card, good anywhere, and true 24-7 dedicated support. Our affiliate managers even sleep with their Blackberries. So why run your ads anywhere else? Let your site work harder for you today with xy7.com so you won't have to. Over 4,000 clients around the world are utilizing effective content-based solutions from InfoSearch Media with the expertise of over 200 professional copywriters to work for you. Studies show that the number one factor visitors consider before making a purchase online is trust. And nothing creates more trust and loyalty than well-written, informative content. High-quality content also generates free search engine traffic. Content is definitely king. Visit InfoSearchMedia.com today. Increase your organization's bottom line with unique, highly effective, permission-based email solutions from Exact Target now. Discover why more than 4,000 organizations worldwide rely on Exact Target's on-demand software for strengthening customer relationships and controlling email throughout their enterprise. Get superior technology and support for bottom line business impact with Exact Target. Visit www.exacttarget.com today. Back to AdTech Connect, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's your host. Hi, this is Susan Bratton, and I'm broadcasting live from the show floor of AdTech San Francisco. And I have with me an old friend, Alex Flagg, the Senior Strategic Messaging Manager from Sun Microsystems. Alex, welcome. Thank you, Susan. It's great to have you here. Is this your first radio show? Oh, it's great to be here. Absolutely. It's my first radio show, podcast, RSS stream, whatever you're doing. We're doing doing it all. We're (laughs) going to do everything we can with you. Fantastic. Well, Alex, now you are here at the show and you're actually part of the conference. You're doing, tell, tell the listeners what you're doing today at the conference. So what I'm talking about is essentially getting uh, advertisers and marketers to integrate traditional advertising and e-marketing together. So what does that look like? Does it make sense to, how do you, how do you effectively bring those two media together? And you're doing, uh, you're on a program today called the Roundtable, the Marketers Only Roundtable, is that correct? Exactly. We have some great speakers, not myself of course, but co- someone from Coca-Cola, someone from Blue Lithium, uh, someone from Hilton Hotels. It's going to be really exciting to get their insight on, you know, what challenges they're wrestling with. So how does the roundtable work? If, a, if, a, if a, an attendee is going to that session, what do they do? So if you want to come to a roundtable, basically it's for marketers only, and you, we take you through some questions mm-hmm. and uh, just open up the table. It's very casual. Uh, we just want to get a sense, exchange of expertise between marketers at the roundtables. And Alex, you're a marketer. Do you find that you have enough opportunity to go out and network and rub elbows and what, what, what I call open the kimono with your peers? Or is this the kind of thing that's Actually, really helpful for you? You know, most of the time we talk to vendors and have not that much opportunity to go and talk to various other marketers that are doing the same things and having the same challenges. So it's great to have a, a forum in which you can do that and uh, basically not have everybody approach you about what they want to sell you. That's great. Exactly. I know you get buffeted by that. So you're the Senior Strategic Messaging Manager. The Messaging Manager. <laughs> I like that. Uh, tell us what a Messaging Manager does. Uh, it's a big fancy title for I'm a storyteller. Oh my gosh, I love that. How yeah. fun is that? All right. So, so tell, us the, tell us the story. So it's, it's interesting because 
what what's so powerful about stories is you first make the connection with your audience and then you tell them about your product. A lot of marketers tend to start with a description of their product and work their way outward and figure out how it fits uh, the customer's needs. What I do is try to craft uh, a dramatic a dramatic story starting with uh, a problem in the beginning and taking it through the taking it through the solution and then talking about how it's going to help the customer's business. So Sun has some pretty high-end, geeky, esoteric things in the grand scheme of the world. Can you tell us a story that we'll enjoy about one of those products? I could. It would take a little long time, but essentially... what You can tell us the short version, the, the, the short, elevator story. The, short, the elevator pitch is that essentially um, what you see around you here today, everything is connecting to the, to the internet and to the network. All these devices, all these opportunities, all these communities are connected to the network. Now, what we call this is the participation age. What Sun helps do is build the best back-end infrastructure for the participation age. Wow, that sounds good. I like that whole participation thing. It it's, sounds like I'm actually included simple, in your business. It's simple. It's not about the technology. It's about how we help customers and enable all these communities that are out there. Now, how long have you been at Sun? I've been at Sun for five years. That's a long time to be in the corporate world. Before sure that, is. you were very entrepreneurial. And I met you when you were an agency guy. So why don't you tell our listeners a little bit of your history because it's actually very good. Well, actually, so I was one of the, the, the first folks to place ads on the Internet at Modem Media. And I worked on the AT&T account there. And then I worked at McCann Erickson on Microsoft. Uh, and they had something like a $40 million budget for online. So I don't know if it still looks like that now. But it was very, very tough, very challenging client. And uh, I was very happy to be a part of the, the early days of the internet ba- media buying. And then what happened? And then I worked at a small startup that was essentially designed, designing software to buy and sell advertising, very similar to a lot of the technology that you see out there today. And um, what we did was create software to automate a lot of the insertion orders and um, RFPs and exchange between buyers and sellers. Reducing operational friction. Exactly, yeah. And what was that company called? I forget. It was called Spark Online. Spark, right. That was a great name. And what happened to that? Where's the code? Well, well, a lot of our customers, unfortunately, uh, went out of business in 2001. So, therefore, we couldn't sustain the business model. But there's a lot of great opportunities out there right now that are doing similar things. Um, There's uh, all these different networks that are popping up all over the place that are really making it easy to buy and sell online advertising. What's the biggest lesson you learned from a failed startup? Can I say that? Was it a failed? It was, it it was, was a failed right? startup. Okay. It's, the biggest lesson I would say is trying to bite off more than you can chew. Trying to start out of the gates um, with a very ambitious plan and not just completing the baby steps uh, to get out into the marketplace. Waiting too long to have the complete solution. My advice for all the startups out there would just be to get out there into the marketplace with something that is acceptable to customers and you know, learn more about what your customers' needs are and how they interact with your, your product. One of the things that I've always liked about you is that you, uh, you share a common interest in next generation technology. That's one of the reasons that so many of us are in this business and one of the reasons why ad tech, I think, is successful because it's a, a gathering place for the, ne- the next big thing. What, from your, put your marketer's hat on. You work at Sun. You're marketing got Sun now. What did you come here to learn about from a marketing perspective? What new technologies might you have your eye on or companies you're interested in? So Sun has a particular enterprise focus. And what enterprises are interested in is uh, basically tracking to their business objectives. It's not about 
uh, consumer, um, you know, consumers getting consumers to buy online, we have a fairly complex sales cycle. So how can we move our customers through a sales cycle in a more streamlined way through some of the technology that's out there? What are the, the lead optimization technologies that exist? What are the uh, community building uh, technologies that exist that we can leverage to help move people uh, towards a, a positive decision? Have you found any lead optimization or consumer engagement companies that are interesting here yet? Um, actually, I, I haven't had a chance to circulate, but I would absolutely like to explore those. And um, uh, I'm, I'm anxious to get out there and see what's going on. Well, I'm going to let you go in just a minute or two. Great. <laughs> All right. So even though you haven't had a chance to walk out on the show floor and see some of the new things, I know you're always involved in the latest and greatest. Sure. What are some of the technologies? Traditional and even email media. So I see these um, RSS and podcast opportunities as uh, ways to engage the customer on their terms, on their time. Um, they're pulling in RSS feeds to because they are interested in customized information. They're looking for content, um, specific content, and that's an opportunity to uh, to get onto their podcast when they're when they're listening to their um, information on their morning drive, for example. So these are great opportunities to get people where no other median can reach them. So does Sun currently have any storytelling via podcast? We actually haven't uh, gotten into podcasts as much as webcasts. We have um, we have RSS feeds. We're doing webcasts. We're very very into blogging right now. Um, and if you look at our uh, CEO's uh, blog, Jonathan Schwartz. Enough. And um, I would like to hear your impression of the next ten years. Where do you think this is all going? Because I know you're a very forward thinking man. So anything you want to lay out about your vision for the future of the interactive marketing space would be great. So what I like about what I like about this next wave of uh, what everybody's calling Web 2.0 or NextNet is that. Businesses seem to be a lot more focused on viable business uh, models, making profits, driving revenues. I think the VCs are asking the right questions this time around. And uh, there's a lot of great technology, uh, and the standards are much higher now to start businesses. So I think uh, there's a little bit more seriousness in this wave and a lot more great technologies that are going to be um, thriving uh, the next 10 years out. Fantastic. Well, Alex Flagg, you're the Senior Strategic Messaging Manager at Sun Microsystems and a great guy in our industry. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. We're going to go Susan. to a break and we'll be back with another interesting person to talk to. Thank you. Sit tight and don't move. Ad Tech Connect. We'll be right back. choose the right affiliate program to partner with? Hey, all we're trying to do is make the most money in the least amount of time. The answer is simple. JoeBucks.com, the world's leading herbal affiliate program. JoeBucks.com is the direct manufacturer, so there's no middleman. This will allow you to make up to 50% the highest payouts on the net and also get paid twice a month. Sign up today and watch your income grow. JoeBucks.com Want to make the search engine gods happy? When promoting your website, do you say no to tricks and spam? Say yes to editor-based software, making relevant link exchange ethical, fast, and easy with linksmanager.com. 
It's no secret. Linking with relevant sites is a dynamic way to enhance site traffic. So why use unethical methods causing search engines to downgrade your rankings when you can have the search engine gods bestow their light upon you with linksmanager.com. You're brilliant. brilliant. And that's why a powerful online marketing performance management solution is the next major evolution for web trends and for you. Web trends. Web trends marketing lab. You bring the art. We'll deliver the science. Learn more now at webtrends.com. Now, back to AdTech Connect, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's your host. Welcome back. I'm your host, Susan Bratton, and we're here live on the AdTech show floor. So, Josh, tell us about cool hunting uh, specifically, and then let's learn a little bit about you after that. Okay. Coolhunting.com is updated daily with stuff about art, design, technology, fashion. Um, It's honestly a pretty random mix of things, but it's all stuff that myself and and my contributors are interested in. Okay. And so how did you start this? Where did you get the idea? And Mm -hmm. and how did you define the categories that you're going to uh, showcase as being things that are cool? Well, it's, it's funny. I didn't I didn't set out to do what I'm doing today. I'm a designer and I've been creating um, technology products and services for over 10 years and I found that all of my references were getting lost and I wanted to database those things that were somehow interesting or relevant. So I started the site three years ago as a way to um, create that database and it was just a personal reference tool. A year and a half ago I turned it into a business because I had enough traffic where I could start selling advertising. So it was the Josh Rubin scrapbook of cool stuff. It, it, exactly. And it, it still kind of is, actually. And you are really a web designer by trade. You're a user interface specialist and design extraordinaire. Yes. Web design. Um, it, yes, web design. Not necessarily extraordinaire, but thank you. That was generous. Um, I, I've Back in the day, I was doing CD-ROM interfaces. I started doing web stuff pretty quickly when, when uh, the web came online. And then for the last seven years or so, I've been consulting practice that I own today. We do a lot of uh, mobile-related design work as well, not necessarily the embedded software, but as you said, sites that people can go to from their mobile phone. Now, I understand that part of it. That's, that's um, project work, contract work. You're a consultant and designer, so you charge for your hours, your time, and your expertise. How do you make money on cool hunting? Um, it's just ad sales. Aha. Uh-huh. So who are some of your advertisers? My advertisers include um, American Apparel has been a great advertiser, um, Audi, Absolute, Diesel, uh, Nike, and several smaller advertisers as well. And do you do those deals directly? Are you the person that negotiates them, or do you have a rep firm, or how does it work? I do, I do them directly. Um, fortunately, I have a lot of inbound inquiries. And I've, I, I, I didn't set out to, to be an online publisher, so I've been learning this game as I go. And I now, you know, I didn't know what CPM was uh, when I when I started doing this. And it's a you pretty know, simple concept. Yeah, it's a pretty simple concept. But the first time someone said CPM to me, I'm like, huh, what's that? Right. But um, so I've learned a lot as I as I go. But it's still I, I I now have the materials together. You know, statistics, demographics, rate sheets, right. all that stuff. Your media so that kit. When, you yeah, got a media got my kit. media kit. So yeah. when someone inquires, I can pass that along and and work on closing a deal with them. So what is your typical CPM for a run-of-network ad buy on coolhunting.com? Um, our CPMs range from, let's see, I think our lowest. for And you've got on some Skull and Crossbones Vans sneakers and a watch and a couple of bracelets and a wedding ring. So you're married. 
Any kids? No kids. No dogs. Kids. Two dogs. What kind of dogs? Sealyham Terriers. What the heck is that? Um, it's a. They're they're kind of like Scotties, but they're white. Thirty pounds, hardy, short little legs, great personalities. And you live in the city, so how yeah. how does it work with two dogs in the city? Well, Sealyhams are known as the couch potatoes of the terrier group, so it works really well. They sleep, you know, most of the day. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, we have a dog walker and get out of the city as often as possible to let them get their nature and, you know, make the best of it. Got it. And um, do you work out of your home? Do you have the luxury of doing that or do you have to have an office? Um, I prefer to have an office. They're, they're, I definitely work from home from time to time, mm-hmm. but it's nice to have a boundary. So. Got it. I don't like the boundary. I just like the whole continuum. I work out of my home and love that. But I have a really separate, I have a studio. Well, there you so go. So that makes a huge difference yeah. for me. Yeah. So, of course, everyone wants to know the coolest things so they can buy them, own them, be them, do them, drink them, smoke them, whatever. <laughs> um, tell us the thing we should be smoking or drinking. Tell us the thing we should be listening to. And tell us the gadget we should have somewhere ensconced on our body. Hmm. Um, Was that too many things? That was a lot. Oh, that was a lot. I'm, you know, well, I'm answer really, any way you want. I'm, I'm, I'm a proponent of keeping it simple. Okay. Um, so, you know, drinking-wise, I'm a martini guy. Oh, I love a martini, just, too. Just Are you gin or vodka? Simple. Vodka. I'm a gin, gin girl. Gin kind of started to wreck me in the mornings are cool, but it's right. really subjective. Of cool. course it is. Um, you know, devices, I'm, you know... I, I, I want to not say the iPod just because I want to say something else, but of course the iPod is you know is 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 very important. Um, I hate to say it, but I've, I'm back on a BlackBerry. I was on a Trio for a long time, but the the new BlackBerry 8700 is pretty great. It I, I won't use it as a phone though. I, I have a separate phone. Aha! Uh-huh. So uh, you, I won't had, hold you that gave thing up to my the head. Trio, but you had to go the, get two things. Yeah. So that doesn't sound like a fair trade off to me. I don't mind it. Why didn't you because like the Trio? It. Why didn't I like the? Uh, I, I trick out my devices. I install software. I change things, and the Trio couldn't handle it. It was crashing too regularly, and yeah. um, it just it was not reliable enough for, for my personal needs. Yeah. Um, plenty of other people really like it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, you know, I like having two devices because I can leave the BlackBerry at home. And that's yes. really important, to be able to step away from the email. That's really important. That's, that's a trend that I think is, you know, is, is hopefully starting soon. You know, people being able to leave their devices at home, leave their work at home, focus on being in the moment and right. and have a little more work-life balance. Do you feel like you're in the moment right now? Absolutely. I do too. I'm so in the moment with you, Josh. <laughs> so one of the things that you could do as a solution if you decide that you do want to go back to the trio is you can get a GSM trio. Take this little, the little uh, what's the little thing that's inside? It's a, it's a SIM little card. SIM card. Take the SIM card out and put it in some other little phone when you have to go out dancing and you'll be fine. That'll fit in your thong underwear, which is apparently another trend. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. What's your comment on that? <laughs> None? Thongs? No. No, no, that's not cool. That's not cool. Not for guys. No. All right. <laughs> that's fantastic. So I guess we'll leave. Our last, my last question for you is, cool hunting, how often is it updated? How many times should we be coming? What are we going to get out of coming to your site? The site is updated five days a week, anywhere from three to five. T- or no, no, actually three to seven times. Okay, uh, a throughout lot. the day, there there are various posts. Our video podcasts go up at least once a week. We have, you know, sometimes there's there's two or three depending mm-hmm. on what's going on and what we're covering. 
And we, I've gotten really slack about my email newsletter. It used to be a week. At first, it was a monthly, and then I ditched it, and then it was a weekly, and I kind of ditched it again. Um, so I think I'm going to switch it to a daily and just make it all automated so that it just goes out. Um, because a lot of people come to the site every day. Other people are too busy to go visit a bunch of different websites, and they like to subscribe to a newsletter. So I you know, want to keep delivering that for people who'd ra- rather receive the content in their inbox. Mm-hmm. Well, this is your first ad tech, and thank you so much for flying out from New York. I really appreciate it. You had a packed crowd in your session this morning. Is there any, um, anything you want to leave the ad tech audience with? Uh, advice, an idea, any impressions uh, to being your first time? To me, what's really important is that um, is the power of niche. That that I think is is something that I'm seeing a little bit here, but I would love to see a lot more of. It's it. I, I understand this business and I understand why it's a high volume game, but there's um, incredible value in reaching certain niche audiences, reaching influencers, reaching you know the early adopters, the trendsetters the creative class. Mm-hmm. So I think that I, I, I'm seeing glimmers of that here and I hope that that, that really picks up in, you know, in this community. Well, thank you. I like the creative class. That's a great concept that I've heard bandied around quite a bit at the show and I'm sure you had something to do with it. Josh Rubin, editor of Cool Hunting, I hope you'll come back. It's been great to get to know you. Thanks so much. All right, we'll be back after this commercial break. Sit tight and don't move. Ad Tech Connect. We'll be right back. Finally, an easy way to advertise online. From planning to analysis and everything in between. Take control with TrueAdvertiser.xls. From TrueEffect. Now manage your entire ad serving experience with your Microsoft Excel workbook. Save time. Save money. Reduce training and easily control your data with TrueAdvertiser.xls from TrueEffect. Taking the mystery out of online advertising once and for all. 3 a.m. traveling to a conference in Oklahoma City. Steve Talbot's Ford Escort radiator hose bursts near the town of Hooker. He types Hooker Escort Hookup into another local search engine's one-box search. He has a great time. Position services. Wrap that up with 24-7 support. That's your winning combination. M-O-N-I-K-E-R dot com. More than a name. It's all about links, baby. Content is king, but links are what you need to get you those all-important organic search listings. Float to the top of your keyword listings within the major portals while driving targeted traffic to your website at the same time. Work with a company with a proven track record for delivering results for thousands of individual website owners and major Fortune 500 companies. TextLinkAds.com is your source for securing relevant links. Baby, TextLinkAds.com. Now, back to AdTech Connect, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's your host. Welcome back. I'm your host, Susan Bratton, and we're here live on the AdTech show floor. And I think I'm sitting with Cheryl Crow, but she's actually more beautiful than Cheryl Crow. And her name is Jessie Stricciola, and she's a speaker at the conference, uh, moderating a session on click fraud. But uh, let's welcome Jessie. Say hi, Jess. Thank you very much. It's great to be here at AdTech. This is actually my first AdTech as well to be speaking, and uh, I'm really excited and looking forward to the session today. I can't believe this is your first AdTech. How could we be in business 10 years and you didn't show up? What, what, where have you been, girl? 
it's never too late to start, right? <laughs> so hopefully we can convince you to come back. Now, you're doing a session on click click fraud. This is kind of an area of expertise for you. Before we get into exactly what that is, tell us about your company, your business, a little bit of that background. Okay. Well, I personally started doing uh, organic optimization in 97 and uh, about four years ago started Alchemist Media, which is my company based in Los Angeles. And we're a very small little uh, consultancy and we do organic optimization as well as uh, CPC management. And I also have been dealing with the issue of click fraud since 2001. So that's kind of been my own personal vision and mission within the industry to help address that uh, from the advertiser perspective and try to uh, get some change going on in the industry to protect them and make it a little bit more of a legitimate advertising environment. And so for your SEO firm, who were some of the very first companies that you started with and who are some of your clients now? Oh, gosh. Some of the first companies that we had out of the gate, uh, the, mo- the more recognizable ones would be like Rent.com. Uh, we actually worked with them for quite a while before eBay uh, acquired them and got them some really good exposure for their national listings. And, uh, and currently, we have a lot more local clients, which is very interesting because at the beginning of the business, we found that uh, most of the business that we got was definitely not within our region. But it seems as more companies are starting to go through SEO firms and trying to find the right fit, I think they're realizing that given the nature of, of search... so uh, Are you doing any trade with them for some of your work? <laughs> Interestingly enough, I tried to do that, but <laughs> we couldn't quite work that out. That's too bad. Yeah. That's a good business to do trade with, huh? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think there was a speaker here from the uh, Beverly Hills Center of Plastic Surgery last year, and I thought, now that's a reasonable trading company, too. Well, interestingly (laughs) enough, we've had some recent interest uh, from plastic surgeons within Los Angeles. I don't know what's going on in their industry, but they're getting really competitive. Well, as boomers age and we want to stay as gorgeous as we are, we've got to do a little work now and then, I suppose, right? (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) All right, so... Alchemist Media, how'd you come up with the name? It's a great name. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's funny. We do get a lot of uh, questions about the name, and uh, it basically comes from my having read the book The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. And uh, that book is really, uh, it's a fable about following your dreams. And, uh, and for me, it really was something where I wanted to be independent and start my own business and follow the dream of actually affecting change within the industry. And do Very simple terms to, for our listeners, what click fraud is. Generally speaking, click fraud is, um, is defined as any instance where clicks are generated on CPC or PPC ads that have been generated either in a fake way using automated software that's designed to look like a human, or it's generated by humans with malicious intent. The, t- the intent isn't based on a, a natural search or the natural progression of looking for information. It's actually intending to debit an advertiser's account. And I know a lot of that is happening offshore. There are bots that create this click fraud. As a matter of fact, this morning, so my husband is starting to invest in real estate, and he just bought a mobile an older couple, and they were bragging about the fact that their websites were optimized in India by this firm that, would, that had these bots that was just making their Google results rise to the top. And I thought, wow, that's happening in the RV. RV world, you know, so this is just, it's a rampant problem, right? It is, absolutely. I mean, but the the issue, though, is not that uh, it's affecting uh, everyone everywhere. It's one of the core issues about click fraud is that it's not uniform across advertiser. It's not uniform across advertiser, uniform across keyword, across bid price. So that's one of the things that makes it very difficult to address uh, because some advertisers get hit really hard by a competitor or by a particular network partner and others might not get hit at all. So um, people tend to to address it in a uniform manner when they speak of how big it is or how difficult of a problem it is to address, but some advertisers actually are hit harder than others. 
What are your two biggest pieces of advice for marketers to find out whether they think they're victims of click fraud and what they can do about it? Well, the first thing to do is get a, get a hold of your data. Take a look at your data and start benchmarking how normal visitors that actually convert on the website are behaving. Normal visitor behavior, including page views, um, click streams and navigation methods. Uh, you really want to get an idea of what the average user looks like and benchmark that. And then begin to store and analyze your click data from your various CPC sources online. Okay, so you really have to get down and dirty with your data. Know it intimately so you can understand whether or not there might be a problem. And then what do you do? I think I have a problem. I call Jesse? What do I do? Well, at this point, um, generally speaking, the best way to approach it is to directly approach the search engines themselves and give them your data and show them the case. You have to make a really strong case, and you have to back it up with data from your web logs and your analytics platform. So you approach your wherever you're getting your traffic, and you give them the best case scenario for what you see as a, a refund or a credit you should be getting, and hopefully they'll work with you uh, and sort that out. So you talk to me about your professional mission of stamping out click fraud. What is your personal mission, Jesse? <laughs> uh, my personal mission? <laughs> to have as much time as possible to ride my horse. Oh, really? What kind of horse do you have? She's a two-year-old thoroughbred Percheron Cross. She's a little filly named Ellie. Beautiful. And, uh, and just, where do you keep her living in L.A.? Uh, she's in a stable. Uh, That's fantastic. Now, one other thing that I know about you is that as you've walked around over the last two days, everyone's been stuffing party invitations in your purse. What hot parties are you going out to tonight? Uh, to be quite honest, I've really just been focused on my presentation, <laughs> so I haven't even thought about what's happening afterwards. <laughs> you get nervous before you speak? I get excited. Um, I don't know that nervous is necessarily the feeling. It's more excitement because I really enjoy engaging with people and educating them and fielding questions. So uh, anxious and full of anticipation is probably the best way to describe it. That's fantastic. I know exactly what you mean. I I don't get nervous either, but... The night before we started the ad tech, Tuesday night before the start, the start of the show, someone said to me, well, we've just broke a conference. That I, and, and what I always worry about is, did they love it? Did they get plenty of data? Did they feel like their mind was expanded? Did they make some great connections? And now I've got three more thousand people to worry about. And I thought, woo, can I handle it? And it just, I got up on that stage and I just felt great. And I thought... I'm just focused on taking care of you, everybody out there, and it, you know, and then it was fine. But it definitely does. I know that anticipation. Well, from the looks of things, I think you're handling it quite well. Thanks, Jesse. <laughs> well, fantastic. Welcome. So we have Jesse Circhiola from Alchemist Media here today, and uh, apparently you had your own radio show. So we've got to get you back on and find out more about you. And uh, we're going to go to commercial break, and we'll be back with some more fun, interesting, fabulous ad tech attendees. Sit tight and don't move. Ad Tech Connect. We'll be right back. Raising your ad inventory profits to the next level today is as simple as xy7.com, the only affiliate network giving you top payouts daily. Plus, you'll enjoy over 100 fresh high-converting offers, your own xy7.com debit card, good anywhere, and true 24-7 dedicated support. Our affiliate managers even sleep with their Blackberries. So why run your ads anywhere else? Let your site work harder for you today with xy7.com so you won't have to. You're brilliant. Brilliant. At creating innovative ideas. Ideas. 
building brand value and increasing customer loyalty. But when it comes to measuring, testing, and optimizing every online interaction, you need help. In the fast-changing new world of marketing, the web is where it's happening. Where it's happening. That's why a powerful online marketing performance management solution is the next major evolution for web trends and for you. Web trends. Web trends marketing lab. You bring the art, we'll deliver the science. Learn more now at webtrends.com. Now is the time. Doubleclick.com. Profiting in the digital advertising industry is just a click away with Doubleclick Digital Advertising Solutions. Doubleclick.com. Now, discover how top global agencies, brands, Fortune 500 companies, and U.S. and European sites collaborate seamlessly and successfully. Doubleclick.com. Now, you can profit from their digital marketing investments. With DoubleClick, empowering clients since 1996. Head over to DoubleClick.com. DoubleClick.com. And experience the difference. DoubleClick.com. You wouldn't just tell your web hosting company to just give you the next available random domain name. So don't do that with your phone number. A toll-free number that matches your company name or service can be invaluable and give you an instant nationwide brand name. Try the free vanity number search engine at tollfreenumbers.com. But don't wait, because 1-800-YOUR-NAME may never be available again. Tollfreenumbers.com. We interrupt your regularly scheduled broadcast for a special WebmasterRadio.fm presentation. And now, spanning the globe to give you the most in-depth coverage of events that matter to you. Reporting live on location, WebmasterRadio.fm and InfoSearch Media proudly present Miss Wright, Sarah McKay. This is Sarah McKay, Ms. Wright, reporting live from AdTech San Francisco with WebmasterRadio.fm. I'm here with John Ellis, Vice President of ValueClick Media. Hi, John. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Oh, good. So tell us a little bit, for anyone listening who isn't familiar with ValueClick, although I'm not sure who out there wouldn't be, but tell us a little bit about the company. Well, ValueClick is one of the largest integrated online advertising networks or companies, and uh, ValueClick Media specifically is one of the largest display advertising networks. We, uh, we reach about two-thirds of the uh, U.S. Internet and uh, have about 13,500 sites across our network. So we are the one of the premium display advertising networks out there and, and the key piece of display advertising uh, for ValueClick overall. That's impressive. Two-thirds of all Internet users in the United States. That's correct. Wow, that's huge. So for people out there that aren't involved with ValueClick right now, it's time they get on the bandwagon here. That's right, that's right. Now, you had a major announcement recently in the press. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, so uh, on Monday, actually, on the 24th, we launched uh, our first behavioral uh, product, user retargeting. And um, it's basically a product that enables advertisers to connect with users who have previously visited their, their sites and serve targeted ads to those users. And how, do, how does it work exactly? It's, it's very targeted to the individual users there. And how is that determined? So what happens typically is advertisers will place code on their site at various places within the site, and they will we will connect that code once the users visited that site when they appear somewhere else on our network to essentially um, understand that they've been to that advertising site before and serve a targeted ad to that user. Okay, so they already know this user's already been there. They're already interested in their product. They can target that more than just the ads that they're putting out to the general public. 
That's correct. So, for instance, uh, an auto advertiser, for instance, who maybe historically has run a generic ad for their company, could target a specific user who maybe has been uh, building out a particular profile for a type of car. Um, so they can go beyond just saying that that user's interested in a sedan and actually say, here's a sp an ad for that specific model that we know that you looked at once before. Oh, how cool. And what kind of results have you seen from this new technology? Well, um, you know, we, we've launched it uh, uh, just recently, but uh, from some of the early advertisers' uh, feedback that we're getting, we're seeing so far about a 59% improvement, uh, reduction in the cost of sale, uh, and more importantly, these are more qualified users that are coming back and, and responding to those ads. So uh, what we're seeing is much higher unit sales uh, per ad that, that's running. And right now, so far, we've seen about a 223% improvement in the average order volume. So these people are more qualified. They're buying more when they actually respond to that ad. Wow, that's huge. That's massively impressive. So there's no reason really why any advertiser that's on ValueClick right now or just any advertiser out there in general wouldn't want to use this behavioral targeting. Exactly. We think behavioral is really the next wave. And um, as I mentioned, user retargeting is sort of the first product that we're going to be offering in this suite. There's going to be more to come here down the road. But uh, but it's, it's a tremendous compliment to anybody who's looking to increase their performance and really complements a typical run of network advertising campaign by uh, with a much more targeted one for an overall improvements in their performance. And it's really quality versus quantity here in the sense of... Raising your ad inventory profits to the next level today is as simple as xy7.com, the only affiliate network giving you top payouts daily. Plus, you'll enjoy over 100 fresh high-converting offers, your own xy7.com debit card, good anywhere, and true 24-7 dedicated support. Our affiliate managers even sleep with their Blackberries. So why run your ads anywhere else? Let your site work harder for you today with xy7.com so you won't have to. Make an impact on your interactive marketing through performance, advertising, community outreach, and technology. Be captivated by the people who are leading the wave of change in the online marketplace. This is who AdTech is. AdTech Connect, your weekly radio show. Get behind the scenes with industry giants. Be privy to the insider track. Witness the newest technologies. Make sure you're in the scene each week with AdTech Connect. You're connected now with your host, Welcome back. This is Susan Bratton, and I am your host today and the chair of AdTech. And I have Tony Conrad, the CEO and founder of a company called Sphere. So, Tony, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having us here. <laughs> I have so many questions to ask you. I've got, I'm looking at you, and I have a million, of th million things <laughs> I'm thinking all at one time. But the first one is, how did you get the domain Sphere.com? Magic. <laughs> Tell me about your magic. I found an angel out there willing to uh, get involved with us. And... Um, Paid them a little bit of cash, not too much, and gave them a little bit of equity in what we were doing. And I think for the owner of the, uh, the URL, the most important thing was who was going to have it and what were they going to do with it, who were the people involved in the company. And they bought into what we were doing, and, you know, we're lucky. Great angel. It's amazing how many people who are what I would call domain squatters are really... In interested in finding a good home for their name. It's an emotional decision, more almost as much as it's a financial decision for many people, don't you think? Absolutely. So the owner of it was Dave Glock, and uh, Dave is out in Maryland, and he'd had a company called Sphere, obviously, and mm -hmm. it didn't work out, but um, he was working, you know, in one of the government agencies, you know, a little bit undercover, so it was difficult to find. And uh, when we found Dave, first thing he said was, you know, I've been offered a lot more money than you guys can, you know, probably pay. Um, so tell me a little bit about you and tell me a little bit about the people involved and what you're doing. And he got very excited. And uh, he said, you know what, I'm going to take a bet. 
And um, so now we have the name, and let's hope we make him right. Well, and is the company interesting at all, or is it just a good name? <laughs> you know, Tony, involve, you know, I always give get you a hard involved time. in things that aren't interesting. Um, <laughs> absolutely, like to waste my time. No, obviously, it's a great, it's a great company, a great idea. You know, one of the things, problems that we're trying to solve with the, just kind of the mushrooming um, of you know user generated content or blog content out there. It's incredibly hard to find the needles in the haystack. And so, what we're doing is actually we're create, we've created a blog search engine. Hence, the name Sphere fits quite well. And what we're doing is going through those 36, 37 million blogs and growing, and we're just really trying to find authoritative, high, highly relevant, high-quality posts and put those in front of the readers. Nothing different than what Google did with the static web um, vis-a-vis InfoSeq and AltaVista and other, other companies. And so why hasn't Google already done that? You know, it's hard. The live web is a very different animal than the static web. Um, you know, time and freshness um, is a variable that really has a much greater role in the, uh, in the results page. Um, people aren't looking necessarily for you know, specific information that might be relevant even when it's two or three months old. They're looking for what's the conversation now and what are the most relevant posts you know, to kind of get me up to speed on that conversation. Where should I enter it? Other thing is you know, on a topic level, what we're trying to do is if you're into knitting or if you're into the church, as my sister said, you know, she's into, it's like, where do you go to find good quality content around that? And so that's one of the problems that we're trying to solve. And I think it's, for even Google, that's a, it's a pretty daunting task. So Sphere is a search on you know, keyword search. So you've got to put something in that white box. And what we're going to do is do some magic in the background. And once again, try to find those needles in the haystack and elevate them to the top. And I think that's doing a real service, not only to the blog reader, who doesn't want to kind of sift through all the junk. There's a lot of spam out there, and there's a lot of blogs that just aren't, you know, they're not that interesting. Or that particular day, they're not that interesting that will show up in a lot of the typical engines. I think, you know, we're also doing a service for the bloggers, those people that are really passionate about it, get up and do it every day. They get excited about it. And, you know, it's unfortunate when their content can't elevate to the top. As a good example, Om Malik, fantastic broadband blogger. If Om posts this morning at 7 a.m. and 200 other people post at 7.01 and after, Om's on page 21 of the results when you have a reverse cron, reverse cron um, kind of results page. And so that's one of the things that we're trying to solve is how do we play with the time variable, but more importantly, actually, how do we allow that blog, which is a high-quality blog, to surface up towards the top. So are you rating blogs like Om Malik? Are you rating his blog by hand or uh, doing some magic in the back that in- incorporates human as well as technology com- combined to do this? No, that's a great question. We're 100% algorithms, okay. um, similar, to, I think, to Google. Um, we do absolutely no editing on top of that. Um, so the algorithms go away, they do their work, and hopefully what comes back is going to be great. And so far, so good. Very, very interesting. So it's like um, partial recommendation engine incorporated with uh, search technology. A little bit. That's, uh-huh. a, that's a good way to think about it. So if you know, if you know exactly what you're looking for, a topic, that's one, that's one type of user. And that's going to be people that are in the Valley, people in New York, people in Washington. Because a lot of blogs right now really revolve around current events, politics, and tech. And so, you know, for those of us kind of in that flow or in these areas, we kind of know where we want to go. But you start getting in other geographies like Atlanta, where my sister is. She's heard about blogs. She's super smart. She knows, you know, there's stuff out there going on. But, like, so what really is this? And how do I actually go find something that I'm interested in? It's a daunting task for somebody like that. So we're trying to help solve that problem as well. 
Now, whose idea was Sphere, Tony? Was it yours and then you found the people to program it or vice versa? Well, Sphere actually starts as a company I was involved with called Oddpost, where I led the investment. And Oddpost is, you know, kind of a good cache deal here in the Valley. And, um, you know, at Oddpost, one of the things that we learned when we launched the company, we'd gotten great reviews in mainstream media by Mossberg and Kevin Manny at USA Today, and it drove a certain amount of trial and awareness traffic to the site. Um, but it was interesting when we saw the bloggers start to blog about it, you know, just the exponential increase in traffic that we got. It was a little bit of an aha moment where we said, hey, gee, you know, how are we thinking about RSS aggregation and other concepts within the webmail app? And so it was an idea that we started to play around with. As you know, we had a very early and a very fortuitous good exit to Yahoo, which was a great landing place for the company and a great deal for all the people involved. Um, but we never really got to execute on that strategy. So Tony Schneider, uh, who was the CEO of Oddpost, uh, Tony and I really started thinking about, you know, blog discovery, you know, felt like it was broken, um, felt like nobody was really doing a great job at it, and thought we could go, it was an interesting problem to go solve. Could we actually find higher, you know, higher quality content, more relevant content on a timely basis and help that stuff surface? And we weren't really sure if it was a good business. And I'm, you know, I, I think today, I think I know more. I think there's actually an incredibly interesting business here, you know, but I'm still not certain of that. But I do know that it's an interesting problem to solve. And generally, when you, ent- you solve hard problems, there's generally some good, you know, outcome that will come from that. Now, you may not know the answer to this question, but I'll ask you just in case you do, and you're brilliant and surprise us. Um, how many of the top 25 global websites are Chinese? I have no idea. Take a guess. I have no. Let's see. Um, I'm going to go here locally, the Bay Area. Just um, uh, the biggest websites in the world in with the, the world. most traffic. How many of, of the top 25? 15. How many are Chinese? 15. Good for you. That was an aggressive number. Nine, which surprised the heck out of me. Probably 10 by now since I've checked those numbers. How many of uh, the biggest? How, how much of the blog traffic is Chinese versus? U.S. versus yeah. other. You know, it's interesting. Um, a lot of the uh, U.S.-based, or what, let's call it the rest of the world blogs, yeah, excluding China, a lot of those blogs have figured out that the Chinese market is interesting. So they'll have actually a language uh, converter um, on their blogs. So, you know, for the Chinese audience to, to access. I saw one, on, I think it's on um, Cars, 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 which is one of the top automobile blogs the other day. I came across it. It was, it was ranked, you know, very high. Um, in our algorithm in English. And it was also ranked very high with a slightly different URL in Chinese. And I clicked on it. I'm like, oh, it's just the Chinese version of this. <laughs> but it has its own audience, its own following. So it doesn't surprise me. Hey, you know, this is so funny. I completely lost track of time talking to you because it's been so fun. And apparently we're out of time. I, I want you to come back because your life, the highway of your life is littered with success stories and we need to hear more about them. I also want to ask you about your crazy shoes and all the stickers on your Macintosh. And I got so many things to talk about, about with you, Tony. So will you come back on the show oh, for one of our regular come shows? Back, Susan. Anything That'd be for great. You. Very much success and best wishes to you with Sphere. I know you'll be successful. That's all you know how to do, Tony. Thanks a lot. I appreciate right. it, Susan. We'll go to a commercial break and we'll be back. Sit tight and don't move. Ad Tech Connect. We'll be right back. 3 a.m. traveling to a conference in Oklahoma City. Steve Talbot's Ford Escort radiator hose bursts near the town of Hooker. He types. 
hooker, escort, hookup into another local search engine's one-box search. <laughs> he has a great time that he can't expense. TrueLocal.com. Two boxes, one click. Great results. You wouldn't just tell your web hosting company to just give you the next available random domain name, so don't do that with your phone number. A toll-free number that matches your company name or service can be invaluable and give you an instant nationwide brand name. Try the free vanity number search engine at tollfreenumbers.com. But don't wait, because 1-800-YOUR-NAME may never be available again. Tollfreenumbers.com. Over 4,000 clients around the world are utilizing effective content-based solutions from InfoSearch Media with the expertise of over 200 professional copywriters to work for you. Studies show that the number one factor visitors consider before making a purchase online is trust. And nothing creates more trust and loyalty than well-written, informative content. High-quality content also generates free search engine traffic. Content is definitely king. Visit InfoSearch Searchmedia.com today. You're brilliant. Brilliant. At creating innovative ideas. Ideas. Building brand value and increasing customer loyalty. But when it comes to measuring, testing, and optimizing every online interaction, you need help. In the fast-changing new world of marketing, the web is where it's happening. Where it's happening. That's why a powerful online marketing performance management solution is the next major evolution for web trends and for you. Web trends. Web trends marketing lab. You bring the art, we'll deliver the science. Learn more now at webtrends.com. Now, back to AdTech Connect, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's your host. We're back. It's Susan Bratton, and I have Pierre Kawand. He's the founder and CEO of People on the Go. Hi, Pierre. Hi. I'm glad to be here. I'm <laughs> looking forward. Now, Pierre, you've been on my radio show before, and you've also spoken at AdTech a number of times. Why don't you tell our listeners what your magical expertise is? Aha. Uh-huh. Well, um, the topic that I specialize in is relating to productivity, and mainly productivity associated with email, with electronic documents, with getting organized. I think in, in today's information age, as we call it, we are so bombarded by information and technologies. And especially for people like everyone here at the show who are on the go, who deal with a lot of information, it becomes overwhelming and it becomes hard to differentiate between what's important and what's not and how to manage it all. And that's what we help uh, users with. So I met you by doing a web search. Um, and I took your class over the phone. It was a web, a web class, a webinar. And it was how to manage your email inbox. At the time, you walked right. us, a, a group of us over the phone and online through learning about how to use Outlook and how to manage it because people in our industry get so much email and we're drowning in exactly. it. Exactly. And now you're teaching that class in our series of personal workshops here at the Ad Tech Show. And I saw the room was filled this time. You, you're getting a, a following, I think. What are some of the top tips that you teach ad tech attendees about how to manage their email? Okay, well, that's, that's a great question. Um, I cover actually many, many tips and techniques in the class. Actually, it's more than tips. It's a methodology, and it deals with three distinct areas of managing email. One is being able to really track unfinished messages 
and have a system behind how we track them. And second is how do we organize the inbox so the inbox is easy to scan and we're not spending all our day going up and down and, and searching for the messages. And third is around organizing email. So we know exactly where to find email when we need it and we're not spending too much time organizing it. We're optimizing how we organize it. Okay, so if here's what you did was you took stress out of my life, a significant amount of stress out of my life by teaching me those things. But what I'm glad I, to hear that. Oh, yeah, Pierre, you've, you've changed my life. So as a matter of fact, I took a picture of my desktop, my actual physical desktop, before and after I did your, what was the seminar that I took that taught me how to organize beyond just my email, but my life? What uh-huh. was that called? It was called Total Organization. Oh, <laughs> how great does that sound? <laughs> Total organization. That sounds like nirvana to me. Okay, so I took that. I, got, I gave you my before and after picture. And that really changed my life and made me, even more than just managing my email, I got really organized around my whole desktop and all my filing systems and those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And those are just two of the seminars that are available on right. your website. Talk about how people can engage with people on the go. What, what, what's the process? And then yeah. a couple of your most popular uh, classes that you offer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we, we basically center our workshops and one-on-one coaching around four specific areas. One relates to the time that people spend on email. One relates to uh, office applications, these you know, famous Word and Excel and PowerPoint and Microsoft Project. And one relates to handheld devices, which are becoming almost a necessity. And then one relates to organizing information and workflow. So all these are available as virtual workshops. They're 90-minute sessions. One thing we do understand is that busy people don't have a lot of time. So we assume that they they know the basics. They really are after developing next level of skills and a methodology, and that's where we hit on these core issues. Now, how is a person going to know if they need you or not, Pierre? I knew, but describe all the worst (laughs) habits of the biggest loser people that totally need your help so that the listening audience can realize that they're them. Yeah, yeah. If you have to scroll several pages down to try to find out what messages are outstanding and you still need, you haven't responded to, and you find yourself doing this several times a day, you definitely can make major improvements. Um, I would say if you can't find information, if you remember you've seen this paper but you can't remember where it is, uh, if sometimes you have electronic information that you can't find the corresponding uh, papers for or you have the paper but you can't find where the email is or you're duplicating information, you, you, have, you have this document on email, you have it in an attachment on the hard drive and you have three printed copies and you don't know which is the latest, then definitely you're, you, you need to get some of the organization principles in place. And what about if you're chronically checking your Crackberry? How about that one? <laughs> yeah, I think, I think the handheld devices has become such a useful tool, but they can also be an addiction. So we, we really address those in, in the Blackberry and the Trio classes, including talking uh, to, uh, to users about uh, etiquettes, BlackBerry etiquettes, um, and, and how best to not let other people who aren't BlackBerry users at the company or 
in, in the network of uh, colleagues that we work with um, kind of be not be affected by how we use the Blackberries. So if your desk's a mess, you can't find anything in your inbox, and you're constantly checking your CrackBerry, Pierre's your guy. That's right. <laughs> now you have something. We have 30 seconds left. You have something new that you're... You, you always have a new idea, Pierre. I love that. You have a new way to make our lives better. And the latest thing is something called a nano-conference. Yes. That sounds brief. Tell us about that. Yes, the nano-conference. It's called actually Productivity Nano-Conference, and it takes place in nano-time, three to six hours, and it can provide, hopefully, the, the users with a quantum leap, not a nano-leap, in their productivity. It talks about three to six topics, ranging from email to handheld devices to office applications, and it can be customized based on the company's needs. So these have been very popular, and they're, they're, the reason they're popular is because we don't have time. So this is giving you quantum leap and in nano time. That's well, to finish that off, if people are interested in your nano conference or even taking just one of your web classes, let's tell everyone the URL so they can find you. Okay, it's www.people-onthego.com. Thank Fantastic. you. Peopleonthego.com. Pierre Kawan, thank you so much for being with us. We're going to go and we'll be back with Mike Greham, the founder and chief executive officer of Smart Interactive, and we'll find out if he actually is. Sit tight and don't move. Ad Tech Connect. We'll be right back. Increase your organization's bottom line with unique, highly effective, permission-based email solutions from Exact Target now. Discover why more than 4,000 organizations worldwide rely on Exact Target's on-demand software for strengthening customer relationships and controlling email throughout their enterprise. Get superior technology and support for bottom line business impact with Exact Target. Visit www.exacttarget.com today. Tracks, all new version 6. Prepare to segment your visitors and build custom reports on the fly with the most comprehensive and intuitive web analytics programs on the planet. Dan Noyes, president of Zafolia.com, writes, ClickTracks is like a religion to us. We rarely consult our clients on site or campaign changes without first seeing what ClickTracks reveals. Sign up for your free trial today. Your only risk, you may end up in our next commercial. ClickTracks.com, turning your future into a fortune. It's all about links, baby. Content is king, but links are what you need to get you those all-important organic search listings. Float to the top of your keyword listings within the major portals while driving targeted traffic to your website at the same time. Work with a company with a proven track record for delivering results for thousands of individual website owners and major Fortune 500 companies. TextLinkAds.com is your source for security relevant links baby text linkads.com for the last decade millions of visitors seeking top ranking have visited their site when it comes to the internet marketing expertise one name clearly stands above the rest bruce clay incorporated with a flexible time tested and spam free process to seo and ppc bruce clay has become the number one choice for companies of all kinds seeking to improve their search engine ranking utilize their latest tools training consulting and services let bruce clay create a tailored solution to meet your internet marketing needs today. Bruce Clay Incorporated. 
Raising your ad inventory profits to the next level today is as simple as xy7.com, the only affiliate network giving you top payouts daily. Plus, you'll enjoy over 100 fresh high-converting offers, your own xy7.com debit card, good anywhere, and true 24-7 dedicated support. Our affiliate managers even sleep with their Blackberries. So why run your ads anywhere else? Let your site work harder for you today with xy7.com so you won't have to. Now, back to AdTech Connect, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's your host. This is Susan Bratton, and I am the chair of AdTech, and I am sitting here with Mike Grehan of Smart Interactive. And the first question I want to know is, are you? Am I? Smart. Duh. <laughs> I mean, it I'm takes so a- thrilled. I have to tell you, yeah, because you're so much bigger in real life. So I've only much- ever seen you on the AdTech website, and you're only four <laughs> inches tall. Uh, I heard you were throttling me like King Kong and Fay Ray. Yeah, yeah, and I've clicked on just about every part of your anatomy. And what every part worked the best? Me. Did, was there anything that took you to a special page? I think they'll take us off air if I tell you which was the best. <laughs> I'll tell you later. <laughs> So you didn't answer the fact if you're smart or not, but I think it takes a lot of, you know, a lot of self-confidence to call your company smart, don't you? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, to be perfectly honest, um, I actually registered that company way back in 2000. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the reason that I did that was that we'd been working and search, just in search and nothing else. Uh, and I began what year to realize was that? that was, uh, well, you know, I started in 1995. Okay. By 1997, we turned it around to just pure search. Yeah. Um, and then, like I say, by about 2000, I was thinking search doesn't work in a vacuum. It doesn't work in a silo. Uh, and I just kind of thought interactive is where it's going to go. So and I registered it? that company just in case. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, most of the stuff that I'm seeing right now uh, is really cool because we've gone like through three phases of search. It started where it was just text. Everything was text based. Everything was on the page. Um, and then it was all spam that went with that. And then, of course, people realized links are so important. So we started looking at the algorithms, looking at links. Um, and now in this third generation search, end user data is really important. So there are lots of things that you can do with other areas of marketing that can actually assist search. And instead of pushing things into search engines, help to, to pull them in, you know? So, Mike, you are... Um one of the most recognized speakers in the interactive industry. You are uh, one of the most influential people in the interactive space in London, if not the world. You have successfully started and sold many companies. And I wonder, how do you, how do you feel? Are you fulfilled? Has, have you felt like you've done incredible things in your life? Or are you still thinking like this is just the tip of the iceberg for you? Um, well, life moves at such a pace, it's very difficult for me to sit down and look back at what I've done. I know that it's been great, mm-hmm. and I've really enjoyed it. I mean, I, um, I worked for 10 years in radio and TV, so I kind of did media, uh, and then came out of that and got a proper job, went into uh, marketing, and I've worked on both sides as you know, client and on the agency side. And then, like I say, in 1995, I bailed out of the agency that I was with because I looked at the internet, and I thought, that's going to be the next big thing. So at around about that time, usually when I explain this to people, they go, wow, 1995, you must have been this great visionary. And I go, in 1995, there was like 52 websites. Everybody knew each other. It's not like there was a a great deal of business going on. But yeah, I mean, I get involved. uh, I I like to think that, um, you know, with all of these exciting opportunities coming around, that um, there's a a lot more that we can do. But sometimes I guess I'm just a little ahead of my time. (laughs) So you're... You're really a search expert, and there are a couple of things that you're kind of known for being really good at. Will you tell our listeners what those are? Um, 
<laughs> the ones that Could you have can. just had us taken off air there. Um, what I did uh, back in um, 1997, uh, we were building websites, and uh, of course, all of the clients would come to us and say, "Look, I've just been to this uh, thing, Alta Vista, which is a search engine, and I did a search for blue widgets and saw all of my competitors there, and we couldn't find ourselves in that uh, in that search. Why do you think that is, Mike? You know, and I, it's a crap search engine, I guess. You know, um, but I started taking a look at what it is that makes search engines tick." Um, and I was really interested in what it is that makes one page rank higher than another. So I started looking into the real research, not just looking at HTML coding and that kind of thing, what it is that the researchers in the industry were doing. And I got really hooked on algorithms, and I became an algorithm junkie. Kind of stuck my head in a search algorithm and haven't come back out since then. And so are, have you always been technical enough to be able to stick your head in a search algorithm? And does it hurt? Um, well, actually, the feeling is quite good. The, the coming out is better than the going in, I have to tell you. But <laughs> um, it's kind of like... How's the going in and out? Back <laughs> oh, that's way too explicit in this algorithm. Where are we? What are we doing? <laughs> I, you know, I think um, the, the situation that we have now with search is very, very interesting. Like I said, I've looked at the linkage-based um, algorithms. Um, you know, that was kind of second phase of search. It's easy enough to uh, be able to spam that a little bit. But the combination of links and end-user data, I think, is really exciting. So I'm more interested in the principles behind the thing than I am in the math. Mm-hmm. Now, you, you did a session this morning. Tell us what that session was. Um, do you Perhaps remember? <laughs> yeah, it was linking and linking and like optimization. It was an a hour great, ago. <laughs> it was a great session. I was tremendous, darling. Um, linking and optimization, and you were fabulous. Uh-huh. <laughs> so link, link building was really what that was about, the down and dirty do's and don'ts of link building, right? It was, uh, it was an interesting session because um, I've written a few things recently which seem to have become uh, a little controversial, shall we say. What are uh, those? Um, because I don't think that, that... I think there's still a lot of snake oil in, in search. So I'm tr- just trying to, to demystify and debunk a lot of these things. So what was cool about the session this morning was that I, uh, I did a really uh, lengthy, exclusive interview with Matt Cutts, who's a, uh, an engineer down at Google. And yeah. most people in the um, search industry know Matt. Um, and it was really cool because there were a lot of things that he said that were kind of substantiating what I'd been writing. So instead of just this morning, me standing up saying, I think this should happen and I think you should do this, I was able to, able to play a few clips from that interview and it really registered with the audience this morning. So that was cool. Now, how, you do a podcast. Is that, how do people listen to your podcast? How do we find out about you? Well, I mentioned that to you earlier on, and I shouldn't because I haven't actually launched it yet, but oh, it is due. Oh, well, see, you so, heard it here first on so, AdTech uh, Connect. Yeah, read my blog. Somebody should. And what's your <laughs> blog URL? Um, it's uh, carefully hidden away at www.mikegrehan.com. And that's G-R-E-H-A-N, Mike Grehan, if you have that's to, it. if you must. Okay, good. So we can find your blog. And do you also write a column for ClickZ? Is that the only place you write a column? Um, I kind of, uh, I do bits and pieces that get syndicated around. So every now and again, I see stuff that I've done um, and wonder whether that's a scraper site or whether it was syndicated. Okay. <laughs> but ClickZ, people can sign up for your ClickZ column as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. I, get, I get tremendous reaction from the, the ClickZ 
column, that's a cool audience. You know, there are a few webmaster kind of people who read that, but mainly it's marketers. Yeah. Um, and I get good feedback, really good feedback. Well, you like to stir the pot. You like to be controversial. I noticed that there's this stick that you carry with you, like this billy club. <laughs> is that because you like to go around beating the crap out of people, or is that the thing you stir the pot with? What's, what's the story about the stick? Um, you should come to one of the sessions and I would explain that. Oh, you know. I've come. I've, I know what the story is. but <laughs> I mean, seriously, no, it was given to me as a gift and it's turned out it's kind of like, um, you know, Dumbo's feather or something. And unless I'm holding the stick, I can't actually speak, you know. <laughs> I'm using a microphone in, in place of it this time. <laughs> what do you do with that stick? Is that just your little, is that your symbol, uh, your little accoutrement? Well, yeah, it's kind of like, you know, like you, I do a lot of public speaking and it's just become kind of a prop. I feel a bit more comfortable when I have something that I can wave around and point at things and mm -hmm. threaten the audience with, you know. Uh-huh. And go. have you ever whacked anyone with it? I certainly have, yes. <laughs> and has that been panelists that where you've been moderating and they say stupid things, or what happens? How do you get whacked with that stick? Well, strangely enough, there's usually a line at the end for a spanking session. <laughs> <laughs> Good to Get to know. the end of the line. Oh, <laughs> Well, you know, yesterday I interviewed the CMO of Red Envelope and the CMO of Clorox, and they brought toilet wands and big presents. You know, maybe you could, instead of the stick, you could try a Clorox toilet wand. What do you think? It's certainly something that I'll consider and give it a try, <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, I know you're a search guru, absolutely, but you come to these shows and you can't help but see other things happening. What are some of the other technologies that you think are interesting from a marketer's perspective, maybe that have linkage into search or something that you're watching? I kind of developed this, you know, I mentioned earlier on this uh, idea where search is not in a silo, it doesn't work in a vacuum, it works so much better when it's integrated with everything else that you're doing. So uh, I kind of created this model, which is a four P's model, just a bit like the the offline four P's, but it gives interactive marketers, those people that have to deal with interactive marketing, um, a much better way of being able to screw it into their conventional marketing. So the first P is about positioning. I still think that, you know, search is about where you actually appear in the, um, in the results. It's not just about being in the index. You, you need to rank, yeah? And then the second P is permission. What are you going to do with these people? So obviously what you want to do is try and get a, an email address or some kind of dialogue that you can start. And then you've got a third P, uh, which is partnership, which is about affiliate marketing and co-sponsorship and joint ventures, those kind of things. And then the fourth P is where I work with Jim Stern a lot, and that's in performance. So we take the mm -hmm. analytics, have a look, and then find out, is our search doing better than email? Is email doing better than, than affiliate? Which area do we need to support that? So, yeah, I look at uh, the email technology, and I look at affiliate marketing and see how the whole thing locks together. Are there any companies that you have your eye on that you think are interesting, either here at the show or just in general? Wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, you know, we just bought one of the um, fastest growing search companies in London, which is good for me because at least I'll have a, a London base now. Good. And uh, there's some, there are a couple of other things that are in the pod, but I, I can't mention it now. But I think um, you'll see some, you know, uh, a couple of great surprises coming out of our company in terms of um, acquisitions in the near future. And I really, I really do enjoy that. I work quite a lot on the mergers and acquisitions side now, just having a look at technologies and see what's what's interesting. So. Mm -hmm. If anybody's listening, just get your price tag out. I'll be around later on. <laughs> so you have a big checkbook and you're willing to write some checks for some good technology. Absolutely, yeah. That's good to know. Who doesn't love that? There You'll you be go. Mr. Popular, not like you aren't already. So I'd like to learn more about Mike Grian, the man. I want to hear about something, something I don't know about you that would surprise me. Oh, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I was born at a very early age. Um, <laughs> my parents were involved in a plane crash. 
flying across the jungle when I was a child and I landed safely in a tree with some apes. Unfortunately, I fell out of the tree and I was raised by ants. You're not taking any of this in at all, are you? No, it's just total crap. <laughs> Give me that stick. I'm going to beat you with it. Um, I, well, there's got a lot to tell. I'm pretty visible out there. Look at my blog. You know, I fly around the world a lot. Yeah. I get to meet great people. I find that... What do you some, do when you get home? What do you do to relax when you get home? Um, I just go and sit out on my deck, pour a drink, and then read a research paper about algorithms. <laughs> really dull. I'm sorry. And what do you like to drink? Uh, I'm big on wine. I'm a big wine drinker. Are you? Yeah. Red wine? I drink red wine, yeah. And what's your favorite? Do you like a nice French Bordeaux? Are you a Burgundy man? Are well, you drinking the Australians? Enough, I, I just drink a, a Merlot. I'm very simple. Mm-hmm. But the problem that I have now when I come over here to the States, particularly here in California, those people who've seen that movie Sideways. Yeah? Yeah. And that one line where he said, I'm not drinking the Merlot. And every time I go into a bar here in California now and I ask for a Merlot, I have to say, don't give me the Sideways look. Just give me the Merlot. I know what a Pinot Noir is, but give me the Merlot. <laughs> I see. You feel like they ruined it for... Did you see the movie, though? Oh, certainly, yeah. I thought it was a great movie. I really enjoyed the characters. Uh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. that was fantastic. Now, I heard that you're going up to the Napa Valley this weekend. I certainly am. And what is it that you're most looking forward to? Are there any wineries that you're going to visit that you like or anything interesting that you're going to do? I'm probably looking forward to being carried out of the wine yard on a stretcher, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> Carried out of the out of the vineyard in a stretcher. Um, well, it's, <laughs> I, I think probably um, it's just looking at the difference um, in uh, in the wineries here in California. I haven't done this one. I've done France, mm-hmm. and last year my wife and I were in. Um, uh, we went up to Niagara because she'd never seen Niagara Falls, so we mm-hmm. did Niagara, and of course they have those wineries down there. Mm-hmm. So we had a look at those and some very interesting, like the ice wines, you know, yeah. those kind of yeah. things, which are really nice. Lovely. So I guess just uh, comparing, you know, the different tastes, different wines from the from the different areas. So this is going to be your first trip up to Napa. Absolutely, yeah. Fantastic. You're going to absolutely love it. I think you're going to Reverie and Opus One and some wonderful wineries. So you're going to drink the best, and it's a beautiful time of year. It's going to be hot up there. And you'll have a great time. Maybe that'll be your relaxation. I'm getting excited just as you speak. Are you? <laughs> Looking forward to it. You can see the grapes dripping now. That's Absolutely. fantastic. Well, Mike, thank you so much for coming on the show today. It's, been, it's always a delight to talk to you. You're, you know, one of the things about you is that it takes a long time to talk to you because you're such a font of knowledge. And I think <laughs> anyone... <laughs> Could you tell my wife that, please? But I always have the time for you. And anyone who's lucky enough to attend your sessions learns so much from you. And uh, we're happy to have you and your little billy club come to see us every AdTech we possibly can. Sue, it's always great to see you. Thanks, Mike. All right, we'll be back in a minute with our final guest for the day. Sit tight and don't move. AdTech Connect. We'll be right back. Now is the time. DoubleClick.com. Profiting in the digital advertising industry is just a click away with DoubleClick Digital Advertising Solutions. DoubleClick.com. Now, discover how top global agencies, brands, Fortune 500 companies, and U.S. and European sites collaborate seamlessly and successfully. DoubleClick.com. Now, you can profit from their digital marketing investments. With DoubleClick, empowering clients since 1996. Head over to DoubleClick.com. DoubleClick.com. And experience the difference. DoubleClick.com. A rose by any other name would still be the same.
same. Move over, Shakespeare. You need to differentiate yourself from your competition. Do it by aligning yourself with a company who has earned the trust of Jupiter Media, the NHL, and Lionsgate Films, among others. Moniker.com is the most secure ICANN accredited register on the planet, offering you domain registration, hosting, domain sales, and acquisition services. Wrap that up with 24-7 support. That's your winning combination. M-O-N-I-K-E-R.com. More than a name. choose the right affiliate program to partner with? Hey, all we're trying to do is make the most money in the least amount of time. The answer is simple. JoeBucks.com, the world's leading herbal affiliate program. JoeBucks.com is the direct manufacturer, so there's no middleman. This will allow you to make up to 50% the highest payouts on the net and also get paid twice a month. Sign up today and watch your income grow. JoeBucks.com Finally, an easy way to advertise online. From planning to analysis and everything in between. Take control with TrueAdvertiser.xls from True Effect. Now manage your entire ad serving experience with your Microsoft Excel workbook. Save time. Save money. Reduce training and easily control your data with TrueAdvertiser.xls from True Effect. Taking the mystery out of online advertising once and for all. You're brilliant. brilliant at creating innovative ideas, ideas, building brand value, and increasing customer loyalty. But when it comes to measuring, testing, and optimizing every online interaction, you need help. In the fast-changing new world of marketing, the web is where it's happening. Where it's happening. That's why a powerful online marketing performance management solution is the next major evolution for web trends and for you. Web trends. Web trends marketing lab. You bring the art. We'll deliver the science. Learn more now at webtrends.com. Now, back to AdTech Connect, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's your host. Hi, it's Susan Bratton, and I'm here with Bill Urschel from AdECNs. Um, just as we were starting to go on live, you said, so, I hear you hate ad networks. <laughs> and you claimed you didn't. Well, I don't. What I hate about ad networks is they're not differentiated, and I'm a marketing chick, so I, I want, I'm expecting more from them, and I think they're leaving opportunity on the table. What's your, pers- what's your perspective on that? I think you're exactly right, and I might uh, recharacterize opportunity as waste. It's the business model of the current ad networks that, um, that I really have a problem with. You've got one ad network who's got a, an advertiser. They don't have a publisher to fill the demand. So they go to another ad network, it goes to another and goes to another with every person in the middle taking a 35% bite. And by the time the publisher gets, uh, gets the ad served, he's getting underpaid and the advertiser is being overcharged. So something tells me, Bill, that this feeds into your ad model at Ad ECN. Tell us about that. And I think you have another company called Expert Click. So uh, you're, you're the founder of two companies. Tell us how those work together and what they are. Well, ADECN is an exchange. It's, it's a little bit like, uh, actually it's quite a bit like the stock market. It's like we're the New York Stock Exchange. And then having seats on that exchange are ad networks or ad brokers. ExpertClick is the first seat on the ADECN exchange. Think of ADECN as the New York Stock Exchange and um, ExpertClick as uh, Merrill Lynch or E-Trade with other uh, seat holders coming soon. So I understand the Merrill Lynch part of it. I understand that ExpertClick is a bid-based um, 
a clearinghouse, advertising clearinghouse. I'm not saying that as eloquently as I think I should, but what I don't understand is the ad ECN part, the stock exchange part. How does that all work? Well, it's, it's an auction-based model where every single impression is an auction. Every time a viewer lands on a web page, ad ECN is, is auctioning off that opportunity to all the advertisers who want to show an ad to that person or on that site at that moment, and they're paying only what it's worth to them. So they know what they're getting, and they're paying what it's worth. Uh, so Ad ECN is um, is the the Uber company, and then ExpertClick is going to have certain publishers that are part of their network, and they'll be part of this overall auction system. But there might be other companies like ExpertClick who have different sets of publishers that they work with, different relationships, and they belong to essentially is it a consortium model where everything gets rolled up to the highest bidder through Ad ECM? Well, it. Any seed holder who does have his own um, publishers and advertisers can keep the transactions within their traffic, their advertisers, their publishers, or if they need to, can go to the exchange and pick up supplier demand from other seed holders. What ADCN is really doing for the ad networks, the ad brokers, the other seed holders, is solving their supply and demand problems. Everybody who's out there buying and selling ads, no matter how big you are, has transitory supply and demand problems. One campaign's not getting fully filled. Uh, some publishers' inventory is going unfilled. What we're doing is just leveling the supply and demand between the different seat holders. One of the things I'm worried about is that you're selling to marketers and publishers, and they're not finance people. So this analogy of the stock market is... It's, it's, I'm stumbling on it. I'm, st- I'm still having a hard time getting around it. Could you use an analogy that was different, maybe like an eBay analogy or compare it to AdBright, which is an auction, an ad auction service as well? Well, we're, we're actually talking right here today about two entirely different business models. So, yeah, it's confusing. Um, from the seat holder level, all the advertisers need to know is that because of the auction and because of the targeting, they're specifying what they're getting and they're specifying what it's worth to them. And from the publisher's point of view, all they need to know is at any given instant, they're getting the highest amount that any advertiser is willing to pay. And because the auction comes in at many price levels, they're selling more of their inventories and end up with higher revenues. The rest of it, it is kind of an economics class. And our pitch on ADCN doesn't apply to advertisers and publishers because they're not our customers. Our customers from ADCN's point of view are the potential seat holders, the other advertising networks. Uh, so you would have Tribal Fusion and Blue Lithium as other ad ECN partners. They are potential seat holders, absolutely right. Okay. All right, great. That makes a lot of sense to me. Now, here here at the show, you're really forwarding primarily ExpertClick as the company that you are showcasing on the ad tech show floor. I That's see correct, that you're, yeah. you have a cafe here. Thank you. I got my vitamin water from that. <laughs> I appreciate it. And you're doing a, a TV show out of your uh, your booth, right? That's correct. We have, uh, Tell us about that. Meredith Medland is uh, filming from our booth. We're taping it. It's being... Um, uh, webcast, and we've got other distribution, perhaps even through uh, this network right here. Um, it's nice. We'll edit down our 24 interviews into 15-minute uh, segments. And what's the TV show called? It's called The Exchange, which uh, <laughs> isn't too far from Addy CN Exchange. And I Meredith like is doing a great job. The name of your the show that you're uh, underwriting, that you're sponsoring, called The Exchange, is very similar to what Addy CN is doing as an exchange network, too, isn't it? It's a little similar, yes. Yeah, that's good. That's okay. clever. And why would someone want to watch your sh- watch The Exchange, watch the show that you're sponsoring? Well, Meredith is bringing in um, some of the uh, industry luminaries, asking them what's important to them on the show floor. It's uh, obviously not a pitch for expert click, but it's it's asking 
the experts, why are they here? What are they looking for? And on the Expert Click product, on your service, um, how long have you been in business with that company? Expert Click launched October 1st last year, so it's fairly new. Um, it's coming along quite well. While we're sitting here right now, we're running about 750 auctions every second. Mm-hmm. Uh, business is brisk. We're proving the model. Who are some of your clients? Uh, some of them are here. Some of our advertisers include uh, NetBlue, U.S. Army. Um, we have feeds from advertising.com. Some of our publishers include uh, My Family, uh, She Knows, uh, and uh, some other networks, frankly. Um, we do work with other networks even now. And before you started ExpertClick, what was your business? <laughs> I've had a number of companies. I've uh, started and run several software companies. One was a high-end marketing software company. That's where I learned uh, about targeting. That was Arc Tangent. We sold that to a company, and which was eventually bought by Pitney Bowes. Uh, I did a product that was a stock market company. I had another one that did... Uh, real-time display of stock market trading data from the ECNs, which is where I learned about the bid and auction model. We were showing data real-time to stock traders over Archipelago, Island, Brute, and some of the other ECNs. And it was actually that technology and that model uh, that we used to build that ECN. Most stocks today are traded not on a stock market, but on a bunch of servers sitting on Wall Street. And we're doing the same thing. What do you think is the big vision for your company? Five years, ten years out, where do you see it all going? Well, I'm, I'm speaking as ADCN here. I, I'm looking for ADCN to become the infrastructure, the trading infrastructure for our whole industry. Just a bedrock. Where the transactions happen, we charge a small flat fee just to make it happen, move the money, handle the auction, and let all of our seat holders go on with their business, buying and selling to advertisers and publishers. Is this your first ad tech, or have you been to one before? I've been to many before. You've yeah. been to many before. Yeah, I, I, I scouted for quite a few years, and last few years we've been here seriously. Fantastic. And besides, of course, your own companies, have you had a chance to walk the floor or go to any of the conference sessions or keynotes, and was there anything that stood out to you as interesting? I haven't had a chance to do anything else. We've been very busy at the booth, uh, just talking to visitors. I'm sorry, could you say that again? I, I've had, had not a chance to do anything at all. Haven't gotten out, you've just been booth, working on your own booth? Talk to visitors, investors, potential seat holders, partners. Got it. Yeah. Now, your company's based in Santa Barbara, is that right? That's correct. Actually, a small town about 10 miles south called Carpinteria. But Carpinteria. It's Santa Barbara. The strawberry fields. Right, exactly. Right. Out in avocados, that's it. Yeah, avocados, delicious. Yeah. Um, I would imagine that your company is expanding, and Santa Barbara Carpinteria is an absolutely beautiful place to live. So are you in the market for any talent? We're always looking for talent. Uh, we are in a good market for it. Uh, Santa Barbara is not a big town, but somehow a lot of the online advertising world ended up there. We've got uh, ValueClick started there. Mm-hmm. FastClick started there, still there. Commission Junction uh, and, and some of the founders of DoubleClick live there. So for some reason, we seem to attract this industry. We are hiring. We're looking for um, senior salespeople, senior business development people, and some marketing people. Fantastic. And Bill, tell me about yourself. What are, what's an interesting thing that the audience would like to know about you that we might, we might never find out hanging out here at the show? Uh, gee whiz. I, uh, I was once captured by Indians on the Amazon. I used you to were hop- captured by <laughs> Indians on the Amazon. Yeah, uh, That's a good they one. They were very nice, but I, I had to stick around for a few days with them. I used to hop freight trains. Runs, rode a horse 1,200 miles across the desert. I had a different life back when I was a freelance writer. Oh, you started out as a writer. I started out as a writer. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, I would say that the answer captured by... Right. I see that you lived through it. 
I did. Uh huh. But uh, any any pictures about that, or did you were you able to capture pictures of that? Oh, I, I have some very interesting pictures. Um, probably the biggest threat I had on that trip though was that they wanted me to stay and go and live at the edge of the village with three women who lost their husbands, and uh, <laughs> that's when I knew I had to get out of there pretty quickly. Uh, were they cute? Those women? They're uh, they're an attractive tribe, the Kanibo Indians, but I, I, <laughs> Not I didn't quite want to type. set up shop down there. Not yeah. quite your type, yeah. uh huh. I was trying to think of that great author who wrote the books about travel. Um, he, a lot of short stories. He writes a lot of short stories about funny travel incidents. Uh, it's not going to come to me right now. But uh, I'll, after the show, I'll think of it, I'm absolutely <laughs> sure, and I'll tell you. It'll be a good read. You could have written one of the stories yourself, I'm sure. Thanks. So, well, are there any parting words that you'd like to leave? You know, you're the last person I'm interviewing today on our radio show. It's been a fantastic ad tech event, and our listeners love to be left with some great advice or some wisdom, and I have a feeling you might have something to impart to us. Just look for new models. Uh, we're trying to break paradigms. There are a lot of people doing some very interesting things around here. It's so a great keep, show. It's been a fabulous show, open. I think. Great. Thank you so much, Bill. It's been a pleasure to be with you. It's Bill Urschel. He's the CEO of Ad ECN and ExpertClick. And I'm Susan Bratton, your host of today, and I'm going to sign off and wish you a great day.